It's four o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon. This is Jason Vandeveer here on Calvary Live and looking forward to a great show with all of you for the next hour. Appreciate all of you uh, tuning in in Colorado and Wyoming and uh, everyone on the East Coast, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Welcome to all of you. If you want to call in uh, on the program, you probably heard the number a moment ago, and if you haven't memorized it, uh, it's 303-690-3000. That's the number that you can call if you want to join me with your question uh, or your prayer request or your comment here uh, on the air. 303-690-3000. That's the number to call. If you prefer to text, you can do so. 720-336-0897. That's the text number. Uh, but, you know, give us a call. Nothing to be afraid of, although... Uh, I understand the apprehension. Most people I talk to uh, who haven't called before but want to uh, speak of that uh, to me, and uh, but I think that they find that after they've called, they're uh, surprisingly comfortable, and it wasn't as painful as they thought. They actually kind of enjoyed it. So uh, I always enjoy it when you call. I pray that you will as well. I'm looking forward to your questions here this afternoon, 303-690-3000. I'm Jason Vandeveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can get more information uh, about uh, our fellowship at Calvary. CalvaryChapelParker.com. That's CalvaryChapelParker.com, including if you're going to be in the Parker, Colorado area, we'd love to have you join us if you're visiting from out of town or out of state, uh, or if you live in Colorado and you're nearby, near enough to come and join us. Uh, Next opportunity you'll have to do that will be this Sunday, 10 o'clock. I'll be continuing in the book of Genesis. We've finished up uh, the New Testament for the second time, back in the Old Testament for our second time through. We're in the fifth chapter of Genesis. We'll be looking at a study uh, that I've titled The Sons of Adam. Really important. It's a period of time that covers 1,556 years uh, in one chapter uh, from Adam to the sons of Noah. So you won't want to miss that. It's going to be uh, this Sunday 10 o'clock as we continue in the Word of God verse by verse and worshiping. Again, you can get directions and we've got children's ministry and nursery and all that available for you uh, as well. If you have uh, younger ones in your family, come on out, worship with us, say hi uh, this Sunday at Calvary Chapel Parker, 10 o'clock. And again, you can go to calvarychapelparker.com and get all of the information that you need uh, to come join us, including directions. But how about joining me on the air, 303-690-3000. And let's go to my Michael in Denver. Welcome, Michael. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? No, I'm pretty good. Just getting off work. Ah, good. Well, I appreciate uh, you uh, calling in and uh, and joining us for uh, a little downtime now. What's yeah, on your mind? You. Yeah, what's on your mind? Uh, so I've, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and I saw, you know, there's quite a few videos about this um, Revelation 12, uh, yeah. supposedly happening here September 23rd, 2017, and, uh, you know, has to do with uh, Libra and all the stars aligning with the, uh, the crown and the sun in her head and the moon at her feet and Jupiter entering her womb. And yes. uh, it's never been in all of history. They, they have a, a chart that goes back and, and it shows that never in history is everything aligned and, and that they're saying that this is, you know, part of the Bible and that it's going to come to be. So, like, is that supposed to be, like, the rise of the Antichrist? I know no one knows when Jesus is going to come back, so, mm-hmm. like, what is the meaning behind this that it's never been done before? 
Right, right. I, I, I'm familiar with what you're talking about. Uh, I've, I've had at least one other question uh, about this, and they talk about, uh, you know, Virgo, and uh, had a gentleman, actually, it wasn't, uh, I don't believe it was a call on this program. I believe it was a, uh, somebody asked me about it uh, before service one day, and, you know, the, the constellations and the constellation Virgo and the Virgin and so forth, and how it relates to Revelation 12. And for those not familiar with Revelation 12, um, th- that deals, uh, well, it, uh, that's the first part in Revelation uh, where it's dealing with uh, some key figures uh, of the tribulation period. Uh, in the first 17 uh, verses are actually uh, there, it's um, uh, the woman, if you recall, the child, uh, and the dragon. And right. so the people want to know, well, is is that, is this alignment of these constellations and stars and so forth speaking of that uh, my answer to that question is no and and the reason is is because uh, the context of Revelation 12 is the great tribulation period and we're not in the great tribulation period in fact it's it's uh, more than if the, even if the tribulation the rapture were to occur today and the tribulation were to start tomorrow, you'd still have three and a half years before these events occur. Uh, so so these events are are clearly yet future. Like I said, a minimum if the rapture happened right now uh, of three and a half years uh, in the future. And so people say, what is the significance of that? And I, and I say there, there is no biblical significance of that because what you're dealing with is, a, is astrology. And, and I don't put a lot of... Um, Weight, I don't put any weight on astrology uh, as it relates to the Bible. Astronomy, yes, but astrology, no. So and, you and would if, say that it holds no real meaning and that it's just not. Yeah, I, I would say that there is no biblical significance. It's just something that someone is, has has concocted, and they and they do so with the blood moons, and they they do so with a lot of signs uh, in the heavens. Unfortunately, uh, they typically lack an understanding of the context of the Book of Revelation, which they try they try to apply these things to, and so their timing is wrong, and 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 that's what where one of the biggest uh, indicators of their error is. Well, would you say that you feel like we are really close to the rapture in the end time? That I would say, yes. Uh, separate, separate from the other discussion, I would say that I believe that we're very close uh, to uh, to the return of Jesus Christ for His Church, where He will return, we'll meet Him in the air. Uh, of course, we we see that in First Thessalonians chapter four, uh, verse seventeen. There, and I believe that we're we are. Very very close, and, and and you get the sense, it, it, you know, the Bible describes it in one way uh, as birth pangs, and you know when, it, just as you know when a baby is coming, uh, we, we can sense uh, that the return of Christ for his church, the, as we call it, the rapture, uh, is, is, is an imminent uh, event. And I, I look around the world today, and, and, and you get the sense that the world cannot continue on much longer as it is. Oh, yeah. You, you know, you just really, you, you really see that. And so as a, a, as a sailor can look at the horizon and look at the sunset and tell what the weather's like, as the Bible says, uh, we can tell uh, that these events are about to unfold. And so, yes, uh, I believe that, uh, that Jesus Christ is coming, not just soon, very soon. I feel like it's very soon because I have this real passionate sense of urgency and just to talk to everybody and tell them, 
listen, you've got to get in line with the Lord. You've got to do it mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. we are running out of time. It, well, and that's exactly the way that you should be using the information that you have. You know, um, prophecy, you know, we're having a, obviously a prophetic discussion on a, on a few different uh, levels here. But ultimately, we don't have this information uh, simply for, uh, you know, to satisfy curiosity. Uh, but we have it for two reasons. One, so that we would be ready. You're obviously uh, prepared for the return of Jesus Christ. But then the second reason is so that we can make sure that other people, um, Michael, are prepared for the return of Jesus Christ. And and so that's exactly right. And, and, uh, and that's exactly the message that we should be preaching. You know, I was just uh, studying before I came on the air uh, about Noah. And, uh, and, well, uh, about uh, the descendants from Adam all the way up to the sons of Noah. And in there, there was a, uh, a man named Enoch, and, and he had a son, and he named him Methuselah. And, and Methuselah's name means, his death shall bring. And so he was a prophet. He gave his son a prophetic name, warning people of the coming flood. And, you know, today... G- a, there, I'm sorry to interrupt. There's, a, there's oh, actually a video where this guy found a hidden meaning in Genesis about the, the names from Adam all the way to Noah, the sons, and what they mean. And Absolutely. And talks about God uh, coming back. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll be teaching. So I'll be teaching this Sunday at Calvary Chapel Parker, and I'll be teaching on that. A big part of uh, of our message will will uh, unveil that message in the in the genealogy in Genesis chapter five. I'll send you a link that has uh, some of these definitions to the text, and you can kind of look at that for your message. Yeah, I really appreciate that, and uh, you can mail that to Parker at CalvaryChapel.com. Okay, all right, thank hey, you. You betcha. I really, I really appreciate it, Michael. Thanks for your question and your comments. God bless you. Hey, folks, if you want to join me on the air, 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer, pastor of Calvary Chapel Parker, here with you. Let's take some more calls. Uh, let's go to Caesar in Greeley. Caesar, welcome to the program. How you doing? Doing well. Uh, is it? Do you pronounce it Caesar or Cesar? No, it's Caesar, but in Spanish they call me Cesar, so it's, it's, I, I, it's fine both ways. I'll go with your authentic uh, pronunciation or whatever you— uh, Whatever, go for it. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I have a question. Um, a church that I was going to, I was playing. I'm, I was playing the drums there with the worship team and all that. Mm-hmm. But we got into the keyboard player and myself got into like a, I don't know if it was, I don't know what it was. I, I think he it was that because uh, I think they left him in charge of that, and I think he it went above his head. Mm-hmm. But he's playing. He's the the, key, the keyboard player. He's playing out in the world. He's playing at bars and this and that. Mm, okay. And so now um, they sat me down because, like, like I said, we had like a little discussion and a, a little disagreement. Mm-hmm. And I told the pastor, I told the pastor, the pastor that he was that that that, that brother was playing out in the world. Mm-hmm. And that if they were going to sit him down, but I guess they didn't sit him down. They just sat me because. You know, are you still there? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, yeah. I would just want to know if if I was wrong because when I would play with with him, you know, when we would play at, at a church service, mm-hmm. sometimes I wouldn't feel right. I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I wouldn't feel right because sure. you know yeah. he was singing and leading and 
And I knew he was out there. He was the wheel. So, I mean, I just wanted to ask. And if the pastor, the co-pastor, mm-hmm. are they wrong on them on them still letting him play up there, you know, even though they know that he's playing at the bars? Right, yeah. Well, I, I understand the nature of, of your question, Cezanne. Here, here's what I would say about that. I've, I've run across this before. I, 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 one time I, uh, I had to take some uh, guitars into a, a, a Luther, and he was uh, doing some, some work on some guitars for me, and, and I found out that this guy was uh, leading worship. I don't even think the guy was a believer, uh, but he was hired as a professional musician to be part of the worship team at, at another church that I, that I knew very well. And so, you know, it just kind of, it, it stuck out to me, and, and I realized that, that this is a common uh, practice that goes on out there. Sometimes uh, not just people who are out in the world, uh, as it happens mostly in, in the music ministry. Uh, you don't really find it in any, in any other ministry, but, but, but in music ministry and worship ministry, uh, you find it, it's tolerated. Uh, and, you know, people sometimes aren't even believers in some of these churches. They're just hiring professional musicians. Or you have people that are that are living in in a state of, of compromise sometimes, and I think that the reason, first of all, that 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 leadership will sometimes, and I don't believe it's right, but that they'll compromise on this is is that they find it hard. Uh, to find uh, quality people to be involved in those ministries, or they feel like that ministry is going to bring people into their church, and so they they compromise on that, and 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 it's not right. I I, I would suggest to you that it, it's better to have maybe even a lesser musician, somebody who has a right heart for God, or a smaller worship team uh, with good musicians, uh, but who who are. Uh, set apart for the Lord uh, than people who are out there, um, you know, in, in the world. Now, I would say this, there there needs to be probably a discussion, and they're probably, just because somebody uses their talent uh, in a setting other than a church, I don't necessarily think that that's compromised, uh, but if they're out there playing in bars and so forth, uh, I, I don't think that they have the right understanding of the gifts that they've been given by God, and certainly there's a level of compromise in their life. Yeah, because... When when this keyboard player that uh, he started playing at church, and he mm-hmm. he got real good at the guitar and stuff. Sure. But the word of God says that the um, that the light can be you know together with the with the darkness. In other words, you can't be loving the world and you can't be loving the, the you know the things of God. And God mm-hmm. says either you're in or you're out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Uh, I think it's wrong. To me, it was wrong because, yeah, there was other brothers that have talent that mm-hmm. play keyboard and this and that, but they just wanted that specifically guy there. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he knows about the Word of God. He's been going to, he's been in and out, in and out. But like I said, he said he does it for money because they, they pay him good out in the bars, but he has a good job and all that. You know what I mean? If God yeah. provides for you, and I don't think he, you know, in the altar, that's something, you know, uh, that's something special for, for the Lord. You know what I mean? Well, I, I would... That yeah, and I I would leave you with this, Cesar. I would just say this. Uh, I just uh, taught on this last night in uh, from Leviticus chapters one and two, and one thing that we see in those offerings uh, is is that all but one of the offerings uh, and all of the offerings that were offered on the altar were without leaven. 
And of course, leaven in Scripture is a, is a picture of sin. And what we discover is, is that you can offer your offerings, but mix them with leaven. You can mix them with the world. You can mix them with compromise. And so you're offering your worship to God, but you're do so, doing so from a compromised state. And the Bible certainly uh, uh, forbids that. And uh, we as believers, uh, even though we're not living under the age of the law, we need to learn something from that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you very much, and, and God bless you guys. God bless you, Cesar. I appreciate you calling in from Greeley there. Take care. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, folks, Jason Vanderveer, pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. If you want to join me, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Sheila in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Sheila, welcome to the program. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, how are you doing today? I wanted to say thank you for all your pastors. And um, I love Hope FM. Um, listen to you on my way to work, and I'm on my way home, and I'm well, we, listening it, to you now. Well, so, we appreciate you guys uh, out there in Pennsylvania, as you said, listening on Hope FM, and, and we're thankful for that station there. Yeah. Blessing. What's so, on your mind? I, I just wanted to shout out to, to Lancaster, and because uh, right. I hear you pastors saying, hey, Hey, PA, <laughs> hey, New Jersey, and Maryland, and I was just like... So okay, you're hitting, the, you're hitting us back. Say, thank you. We're here. We're listening. You're, you're there. You're hearing us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate you tuning in. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what? Sometimes we get a lot of calls uh, from the East Coast there, particularly from Pennsylvania. And so we're thankful for you guys, and, and uh, pray God's blessing upon you. Thank you. God bless you, Sheila. Thanks for calling in. All right, thank you. You betcha. Hey, folks, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Emily in Aurora, Colorado. Emily, welcome to the program. Hi. How are you doing? Good. What's on um, your mind? So I had uh, a couple of questions on the topic of smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was about 16 um, and I gave my life to the Lord, I felt uh, that smoking, I was smoking weed on a a daily basis and it was something that I felt like I needed in my life. Mm -hmm. And when I gave my life to the Lord, I felt like he was saying, this is the, if if you're going to follow me, you have to give this up. And so he just put a lot of conviction in my heart and it was, Mm -hmm. um, really, really hard for me to, um, to quit. It took Mm -hmm. me about a year to fail and try again and fail and try again before I finally kind of came over it. Um, Anyway, so the reason I'm calling is um, my husband, he does not feel, he's a Christian, he is a follower of Christ, but he doesn't feel any conviction about smoking weed, Mm -hmm. and um, he was willing to give it up, Um, we've been married for two years, uh, and for that two years he's not smoked in respect specifically to me, Um, but he told me just a couple nights ago that he thought one day I'd kind of get over it and that he'd be able to start smoking again, and I didn't. Mm -hmm realized that um that he had that expectation and so he's having this desire to smoke again and you know i've gone through all the bio verses of being sober-minded and um Mm -hmm. he's just not convinced that it's a sin Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering if if you have advice or i do yeah Yeah. I, i do and 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 the Bible is very clear on this. You know, the, the unfortunate fact 
uh, is that we are, are, are living in a day when, you know, it's becoming increasingly normal, uh, Emily, you know, for people to, to smoke uh, and even to do other drugs. Uh, but in our state, of course, it's legal. What I tell people is just because something is legal uh, doesn't mean that we're going to do it or, or that it's right. There are a lot of things in this country that are, uh, that are legal but that are immoral. Uh, and marijuana is one, uh, abortion is another. There, we could go down the list. Uh, there are a lot of things now that our society sees as okay, uh, but the Bible is very clear, and the Bible hasn't changed. In Galatians chapter 5, uh, Paul talks about walking in the Spirit and not fulfilling the lusts of the flesh. And he talks about how the, the flesh lusts against the, against the Spirit, the Spirit against the flesh, and that they're contrary to one, one another. He says, but if you're led by the Spirit, in verse 18, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery. I'm going to talk about that word in just a moment. Sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies. He goes on, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. The word in verse 20 for sorcery is pharmakia, and it speaks of, of, of drug use. Uh, now, there are drugs that are helpful. Uh, there are medications that are helpful um, that God has given men the knowledge uh, to develop and to use uh, for short periods of time uh, to be able to heal. But then there are drugs uh, that are mind-altering drugs uh, that have a spiritual connection, which is why in the New King James it's translated sorcery. Uh, and those who practice these things, as I said, the word's pharmakia, and so it's not just a, a, a spiritual sorcery, but it's, it's drug use associated with that. And those who practice these things, not those who have ever done them and repented of them or like you stopped doing them, but those who that is a part of their life and their lifestyle and their practice, they are not believers and they will not inherit the kingdom of God. So this is an issue. If someone can practice these things, it is an issue of salvation. They are practicing something uh, that uh, indicates that they don't have a relationship uh, with God through his son, Jesus Christ. It's that simple. And so, uh, you know, it, it, and you say, well, why is that the case? Well, there is a spiritual door that is opened with drug use. Uh, there is also uh, an addictive quality. You mentioned, people say all the time, well, marijuana is not addictive, but you just told us yourself, and I've had this conversation with many, how hard it is for people to stop. Uh, right. it, very, it very clearly leads to other things, and it has a lifestyle associated with it, and, and, and it, it also takes a person in a different direction. Paul also talked about in 1 Corinthians 6.12, he said, all things are lawful for me, not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And so he speaks uh, there, not so much I'm not focusing on the lawful or not lawful, but being brought under the power of something. And you talked about where Paul talks in, in Ephesians, though he's talking about alcohol. Uh, he says, uh, don't be filled uh, with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And so, you know, I don't want to put anything into my body or into my mind uh, that is going to occupy the place of what the Spirit of God is desiring to do. You can, you, there's only so much filling that can take place. 
And you can fill your life with all sorts of things uh, and, and all sorts of substances. But the degree to which you do that, uh, you limit or you even reveal that it's not possible for you to have a relationship with God and for His Spirit to work in you. Right. So, and that's um, at least part of that is stuff that I've talked about with him. Mm-hmm. Um, is, you know, I think he he said that when he smokes weed, he doesn't, um, it doesn't, he can think clearly that it's, because I, I mean, for me, yeah. I remember it being foggy. I remember, you know, thinking differently, not being able to, um, you know, just just think clearly. And he says that when he does, that he can think just fine, that he can function fine, he can go to work, he can drive, he can do whatever he needs to do. He yeah. said that it just relieves stress and that it's not. And, and same with the Holy Spirit. I gave him that verse of um, being filled with the Holy Spirit. That her, and, and he just thinks, well, if it's not a sin, it is he doesn't sin. think it's a sin. Well, and I'm not sure how to quite convince him that it is, but he yeah. thinks that since, Apparently to him, it's not a sin that um, that he can still be filled with the Holy Spirit if he spoke it. And so yeah. I, it's a tricky situation, and it's tricky that he claims he doesn't feel conviction about it. But I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I still wanted to hear what you had to say about it. Yeah, well, and like I said, the Bible's clear, and it doesn't matter what he thinks. The Bible says it is a sin, and the Bible says that if he continues practicing those things, that he's lost. Bottom line, there there is no way around it, and and I don't want to mince words because we're dealing with with etern- nothing less than than the eternal destiny of uh, of his soul, and you know he needs to stop playing games with God, and right. you know God is God is very clear about it. I don't I don't care. You know people tell me all the time, well this does this for me, this does that for me. Well. <laughs> that's nice, but it also is doing a lot of other things, and, and God is very clear about it, that there, uh, the damage that it's doing is far greater than, than some perceived uh, advantage that you have, and I, and I would dispute whether or not that advantage is even real, uh, because the, the, the people uh, that I know that are intoxicated uh, and, and taking marijuana, uh, one, it has a profound impact on their body, to it has a profound impact on their soul. They don't drive better. They don't think more clearly. Uh, they 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 are not doing themselves any favors. They've only deceived themselves into thinking that. So the advantages are an illusion, and the spiritual uh, consequences are very real. Yes. And um, could you do me a favor and just mm-hmm. tell me which verses you used again? Yes, I'm happy to. So so the first verse I I uh, pointed you to was Galatians five twenty, and the word there is sorcery, which in in the Greek is pharmakia. It's talking about drug use and a spiritual connection to drug use. Um, and then uh, we also talked about 1 Corinthians 6, uh, verse 12. And then I was quoting from Ephesians, and uh, Ephesians 5, 18. Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, tell me and... It was helpful. I appreciate it. You bet. Hey, let's go ahead and, and pray for your husband. What's his first name? Um, John. Let's pray for John. Father, we, uh, I just thank you for Emily. I thank you for her uh, gentle, quiet spirit, Lord, and I thank you for you putting her in John's life. Um, Lord, because she's there, uh, you're continuing to to work and, and to share through her. I pray you give her patience. I pray uh, that you continue to draw her closer to you. I pray that you keep her strong. Uh, considering the the atmosphere, uh, the situation that she's in, uh, I pray that you continue to grow her. But Lord, we do pray for John. 
We pray uh, that uh, if he does know you, that you draw him back to the right place, that you convict him of his sin. Uh, If he doesn't, Lord, that you would save him and still that you would convict him of his sin. Uh, But Lord, we just pray that uh, he would be seated uh, before you at your feet in his right mind. Lord, that you would work in his life and that you would deliver him and uh, that you would just work powerfully by your spirit. Lord, I pray that uh, in addition to his wife, you would send, uh, he he would hear perhaps other messages uh, on the radio or on television or that he would read uh, things or that you would send other believers his way uh, to encourage him uh, and that you would give him the conviction of the spirit uh, in his life. Lord, we love you uh, and we thank you and we just uh, look forward to what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Emily, give us a call back. Let us know how things are going. Awesome. Thank you. You betcha. God bless you. Take care. Hey, folks, you're listening to Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker. If you want to join me after the break, we got a, a break coming up here. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. That's the number to call uh, if you'd like to join us uh, here on the program. We've got some callers waiting. We're going to go to them after the break. And if you join us, we're going to go to you as well uh, right after the break. So dial in now, 303 690 3,000, that's the number to call. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. And we're back. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. I'm the pastor at Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. Again, the number if you want to join me on the program, 303-690-3000. We've got some folks waiting, so let's get right to them. Let's go to Kaler uh, in Parker, in my neck of the woods. Parker, welcome to the program, Kaler. Hey, Jason. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing awesome. So I listened to a question earlier about um, some Mm -hmm. worship musicians and how it might not be right for them to play secular secular music outside of that. Mm-hmm. I was curious because I'm a full-time guitarist, like that's mm-hmm. my job, and mm-hmm. I'm a strong Christian. My spiritual walk's the most important thing to me, mm-hmm. but my job also entails I play everything from bar gigs to jazz quintets, quintets to metalcore festivals. Mm-hmm. So I was just, uh, excuse me, so I was just curious to what your take was on that, if that's okay, if it's not okay. Yeah, no, and I I appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in to talk about it, Kaylor. Yeah, so I think the situation was was uh, similar uh, in Cesar's question earlier. He was he was asking specifically about someone who he was playing in a worship team with. Uh, I I mentioned this that um, not it's not necessarily a sin or or wrong if if you are a musician and you are using your gifts outside uh, of the church. It just depends uh, on the context. Some of the contexts uh, that you mentioned, uh, I think, are problematic, and and, and it's not just really a matter of opinion. It's a matter of what kind of situation you know you are putting yourself in, and and what sort of content you you are supporting. Uh, just to to play music other than worship music is is not wrong, um, but you've got to stop and ask yourself, okay, what what sort of setting uh, am I putting myself in? Uh, number one, and number two, what sort of music? Uh, you know, what are the lyrics? What is the nature of the music? Uh, what is happening with the audience uh, that is here? 
hearing that music? What sort of environment is being created? All of these are questions that you've got to ask yourself, and and really you've got to go to the Scripture, and, and you've got to allow the Holy Spirit, because as you mentioned, you're a believer, and so uh, I believe that if you go to the Lord and, and you ask the Holy Spirit to give you uh, wisdom and discernment and conviction, that He's going to show you, hey, that that's not right. In my life, you know, before, uh, long before I, I pastored full-time, I, I waited tables. And so I was a, a waiter as a young man for many, well, way back, uh, for many years during school. And, and what I found is, what I, while I didn't drink, uh, I started having a real problem. Uh, a few times I was asked to tin bar in the restaurant and things like that. One, I, I didn't really know any of the drinks, uh, but uh, I found it was easy to make drunk people laugh, so they thought I was good at it. But, uh, but uh, after about one or two times of doing that, I had a real conviction of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be contributing. I don't, I don't want to be in that environment, one, but I also don't want to be contributing to, to these people's sin. And so I, I had to go to the people that I worked for and say, hey, you know, I'm happy to serve people food and, and so forth, but but I, I don't really want to want to do this. And so, you know, you need to go and, and seek the Lord and the Holy Spirit and decide, you know, what is a, a, a holy way, uh, a, a way that honors God where you can use your gifts and, and where you can fulfill your profession. And and if you don't believe that, that you can do that, it, it may be a time in your life where you're at a crossroads, where you have to make some decisions as far as, you know, how you use those gifts going forward, whether you just use them for the Lord or whether you continue to use them professionally as well. Right. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So you said you're you're pastor at Parker Calvary, right? Yeah. And uh, if you're, since you're in Parker, if you want to come and uh, hang out with us, we are, uh, we're right at Parker Road and Main Street. Yeah, I was just curious because I, I play at Southeast. That's okay. the church yeah. I play at during the weekend, so I'm sure you know where that is. But yeah, absolutely. I know. I know. Where and, I have a lot of friends there. Yeah. So, and I appreciate what you're saying, and I d- definitely agree with a lot of that. But yeah. you know, it's one of those things when mm-hmm. I can't just cut off my income like that. So, well, you know, I it, I have to keep doing something, um, right, to do that. But it's definitely I'll definitely look into maybe weaning off of that and maybe looking into some other things. Well, definitely. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I understand where you're at. And, and this, here's, here's what I would say, too. You know, uh, a lot of times when, when God is, and I, and I don't mean this to come across in a pat way, so, so don't take it that way. Uh, but a lot of times when, when the God is calling us to something, it's a real step of faith. And, you know, when we have a conviction that, that we need to do something, it, it, it's a scary thing. And, and it, a lot of times in my life, it's involved my employment, my income. And, you know, that's, that's something that's, that, that, that is a real test from the Lord. And, and so I would just encourage you, you know, as you're seeking the Lord, as you're praying, if, if he's, you know, obviously you called. And so, you know, the Lord is saying something to you about this as you've heard the other conversations and so forth. And it probably isn't the first time that you've thought of this, uh, this subject. And so I, I sense that the Lord's working in your heart, and, and my encouragement is, whatever it takes, listen. What, whatever the Lord is telling you, just listen, and, and, and how, no matter how hard or scary that may, be, may seem. Right. Okay? And, and come out. If, yeah, if you're off uh, some Sunday or whatever, come out and say hi and hang out with us. Sounds great, Jason. I appreciate it. God bless you, Kaylor. Take care. Hey folks, 303-690-3000, Jason Vanderveer, I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel Parker, just inviting you to join me here on the program, uh, Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Red uh, in Aurora. Red, welcome to the program. 
Yes, hello, and thank you for taking my call. You bet. Appreciate you calling in. What's, uh, what's your question today? Yeah, I called yesterday about the guy that I was telling you about. Uh, was that you that answered the phone yesterday about the guy with the, that I was having the crack addiction that I was dealing with? He was, it was a past experience that he was dealing with. It, I wasn't on the program yesterday, so I'm not. I'm not familiar. I didn't hear the program, but uh, just give me a little background. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm uh, seeing a, a friend. We're we're just friends right now. We're just mm-hmm. friends, and um, and his past was that he uh, battled with uh, using the crack cocaine drugs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, he was he had got he was married twice, and he was he was clean for eight years in his marriage, second marriage. Mm-hmm. After four years of being in, after four years being married, he was clean for eight years, so mm-hmm. that he could try to work on his marriage. But then he relapsed. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, now that we're hanging out again, because he used to be my ex-boyfriend, uh, he said he's been clean for three years. And so I was a little paranoid about if I should, um, if I should pursue this. I mean, I I don't have like I have a piece about you know us uh, mm-hmm. being friends and just leaving in God's hands. But he also, uh, although he's free of the uh, crack cocaine and all, he's not using that, and he's been free and he's a Christian, but he uses um, uh, medical marijuana and he Mm -hmm. smokes cigarettes. Mm -hmm. So what would you say on that? Yeah, well, I guess the first question is, is, so is he a believer? Yeah, he's he's a believer. He goes to my church. Okay, so he goes to your church, but but what what makes you say that he's a believer? What you know? What is it about him and his life that that makes you say, yeah, you know, Red, that this guy's a believer? Um. Well, uh, he serves in our church. Mm-hmm. He he serves um, the um, the food ministry. He serves in the food ministry. He hands okay. out food. Um, right. And yeah, and he goes to church, but I mean, and he goes to my church. But um, sure. we just started hanging out. But I'm just noticing that he smokes cigarettes. Sure. And then he told me that um, he uses um, uh, the uh, medical marijuana. Sure. Uh, and he said he needs to stop doing that. But um, but he just talks that, you know, he le- he just tells me he's leaning on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, and um, he can't make, you know, that he needs to every day trust in God. You know, and so he talks like he depends on Jesus, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he's using the medical marijuana and smoking cigarettes. Sure. sure. Here, here's what here's what I would say, Red, about that. I, I, I would say that, you, you know, and so when, when I was mentioning, you know, what is it about his, his life that, that makes you feel that he's a believer? I, I find that sometimes people, you know, talk a good talk, but but the proof is really uh, whether or not there's the fruit of the spirit uh, in our lives. In other words, the 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 evidence um, that that we've placed our faith and trust in Jesus Christ is is that uh, we will have the Holy Spirit and we will have the fruit of the spirit in our lives. And in Galatians five, uh, verse twenty-two, it says, "The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace." long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. 
And he says, if we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. And so uh, my encouragement to you is, is, that, um, is that to allow the Lord to bring someone into your life, if that's what the Lord desires for you to uh, have a relationship with, uh, who is a believer who has the evidence uh, in their life in the form of the fruit of the Spirit. Um, those that, that say, well, I use medical marijuana, uh, you know, there are other ways to to deal with the issues that they suffer from uh, other than than marijuana and other than a drug that, that has the other uh, spiritual and uh, uh, psychological and physical consequences uh, that, that marijuana often has. And so uh, typically I find that, that, that that's more of an excuse uh, to, to use marijuana than it is a, an excuse, uh, a reason uh, to, to deal with with their actual conditions. Um, you know, smoking cigarettes, while, um, you know, it, obviously it, it, it's uh, uh, something that's not uh, illegal, but then neither is marijuana anymore. Uh, but uh, smoking cigarettes is, is just a, a symptom uh, of someone who, who's addicted to something else. And, and, and they can still be a believer, obviously, uh, but, uh, but clearly uh, there, there are things going on in their life uh, that, that they're not having victory. And so uh, whether it's they don't want it uh, or, or whether they're yielding uh, to, to an addiction. And so uh, like any other addiction. Uh, and so my encouragement to you is, is, is not to cease friendship uh, uh, with, with your friend, uh, but, uh, but I, I would say that, uh, that you need to be very careful and keep it on a level uh, of uh, a friend and someone that uh, you're praying for and encouraging and ministering to. Uh, but I wouldn't get involved in a relationship uh, with someone that, uh, that, that is, uh, has that, that philosophy of life because uh, clearly there are some, some great spiritual gaps that they need to overcome first uh, before, uh, before that would be a suitable relationship in the eyes of the Lord. Yeah, and he also takes prescription drugs um, because he's bipolar. Yeah. And so he has bipolar, he's taking bipolar meds, but like yeah. I said, yeah, the yeah. prescription and and that's another uh, uh, another issue that that we could spend some you know a lot of time uh, really dealing with. Uh, I I think that uh, at, at this point in time, um, you know, you just need to realize that the Lord has revealed you some things to you, and you need to be a friend and to pray and to encourage uh, as the Lord leaves leads. But uh, I would say that that uh, wouldn't be a healthy situation uh, spiritually or even practically to enter into a relationship with another person. Uh, based upon. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, and I appreciate you calling in, uh, Red. And, uh, and what's, what's your, uh, what's your friend's first name? Let's, let's, let's pray for him. Mr. Barr. B-A-R-R? Yeah. Okay. Father, we just, uh, you can call him Don. Don? Okay. Yeah. Father, we just lift up uh, Don to you today, and uh, I just pray, Lord. He, he's obviously going through a lot of things. He has some physical things going on. He has some uh, emotional uh, and and uh, and psychological things going on, uh, Lord. Ultimately, some spiritual uh, things going on, some addictions, it would seem, Lord. And I just pray for Don. I, if he doesn't know you, I pray you'd save him, Lord. And uh, uh, and but regardless, Lord, I pray. Uh, well, I pray that you'd save him. I pray that you'd deliver him, and Lord, that you would just uh, work. Uh, in his life. And Lord, I just pray for Red that you continue to give her wisdom and uh, allow her to be able to maintain a proper relationship despite any feelings uh, that she might have.
might have in this situation. Uh, Lord, just continue to keep her safe and, and focused on you and, and just give her that discernment. We thank you uh, for her calling in, and I just pray for a friend, Lord, that you would just uh, work in his life. Draw him uh, to you, draw him closer to you, save him, Lord, and deliver him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you calling in. Yes. Right. Take, take care, Red. Have a good afternoon. Hey, folks, if you want to join me on the program, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, that's the number uh, to call, 303-690-3000. If you want to join me on the program here at Calvary Live, appreciate uh, everybody uh, listening all up and down the front range and uh, all who are listening on the East Coast. Uh, in Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, uh, listening on Hope FM. I appreciate all of you uh, listening there and calling in, as Sheila did from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I'm Jason Vandiver. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. Privileged to be with you here on Calvary Live this afternoon. Great calls from Michael and Cesar and Sheila, Emily, Kaler, uh, Red, and uh, perhaps some of you. Some of you are thinking about calling in right now. You've got a question, maybe something you've been studying the Bible you uh, haven't a particular verse or a passage that you haven't been able to get your your arms around or or get a good understanding of. That's what we're here for, to, to, to do our best to help you uh, understand those things and, and allow the Spirit of God to, to speak to you and illuminate uh, those subjects and the answers uh, to your questions. Uh, maybe it's just a, a, an issue, uh, like many of our calls, callers this afternoon, that you have about the Bible and, and, and your life. Uh, as it is now and, and going forward. We'd love to, to give you some advice from the Word of God, not from our opinion or you know, what we think, uh, but based on what the Bible has to say. And the Bible's very clear. Um, the Bible says that, that uh, the Word of God itself, speaking of itself, it's, it's a lamp unto our feet and it's a light unto our path. And, and David said, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. It, 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 it maintains and helps us uh, stay on the right path and maintain holiness and a right relationship with the Lord. It, it, we talked earlier about walking in the Spirit. Well, the Bible is, is the resource that we have from God that shows us what it means to walk in the Spirit. And so if you want to join me on the program to talk about any of these things or, or something else, maybe one of the subjects that we've brought up today, uh, or another subject entirely, if you have questions about the Bible or Christianity or prophecy, apologetics, cults, current events, uh, or you just need encouragement or prayer, give me a call. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number to call uh, if you want to join us here on the program. 303-690-3000. And let's go to Kyle. Uh, we've got uh, Kyle on... Uh, line one here, Kyle from Denver. Hey, Welcome man. to the program. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Pat. Good. How are you, man? Doing well. Thanks for calling. You bet. Um, yep. I have a question. I'm mm -hmm. going through a Bible study with a group of guys, and uh, we're basically reading three chapters of the New Testament at a time, going book by book, and reading it for 30 days. And right now, we're on First Corinthians one through three, or one, four through six, and in chapter 5, verse 3 through verse 5, Paul's talking about the judgment that he's putting on, uh, you know, the person of immorality, who's conducting immorality within mm -hmm. the Corinthian church there. And he says that he's 
absent in body but present in spirit, and then talking about judging them and then saying that he's there present in spirit. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that just like a camaraderie thing? Like, hey, brothers, I'm with you. I'm going through this with you. I feel your pain. Or is there something more to that about his spirit actually being there? Yeah. So, um, yeah, in verse 4 there of, of 1 Corinthians 5, he says in the name, so he's, he's speaking about uh, this individual in, uh, in, in uh, sin and their unwillingness to, to address that, obviously. Uh, they, right. they, they, were con- they were indifferent, if you recall, but, but he wasn't. And he says, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you're gathered together, along with my spirit, with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, uh, that his spirit may be saved in, in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, so he, he's envisioning them gathering as a fellowship in the name of Christ, and he's envisioning himself, you know, he's not there physically, he says, but, you know, I'm there with you uh, in spirit. And so it's, it's, a, it's a unity uh, in Christ. I'm not physically there, but 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 I'm with you. We're we're one in Christ. We're on the same page. And so since we're on the same page, and I'm telling you in Christ, a person that's that, that that's that's in the right place with Christ is going to see it this way. And so you need to see it the same way as well. And 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 Christ also uh, being present uh, there in power. They needed to deliver such a one to Satan. Okay. Okay. So so yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it kind of threw us because of that whole along with my spirit, like you were saying. Right. Um, and the thought that came to my mind was, you know, Paul talking about being in the spirit and then transcending up to the third heaven and all that. Sure. So was it something where he's actually present can see things, but it didn't seem like that would be what he's saying there. Right. It's not as though Paul is hovering, you know, in some literal right. spiritual sense above them or anything like that. He just says, look, I'm with you in spirit. You know, when you're gathered together as a church and I'm part of the body of Christ there and I'm with you in spirit. It's, it's an identification. As you said, it's a camaraderie. He's saying, look, th- this is how we see these things. This is how you should see these things. And therefore, this is how you should deal with it. Very cool. Thank you for, for, the, for the time. Yeah, you bet. appreciate you calling in. And uh, it's a, a good question and, and uh, interesting one. And uh, so I appreciate you calling in with that. All right. Thanks, Pastor Jason. Yeah, you bet. God bless you, Kyle. Take care. Have a good afternoon. Folks, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Kathy in Larkspur, Colorado. Uh, Kathy, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, the, I have a question. I guess mm-hmm. I should turn my radio down. That's um, great, yeah. <laughs> I, in, I invited a friend to uh, come to the Wednesday night service, Calvary Chapel service. Okay. And she agreed with a lot of, with everything except for that, the um that the only way to get to heaven is through um being a believer mm-hmm. and and the her point was that the um that I said you know I talked to her about well that's what the bible says mm-hmm. um about being you know how to get to heaven mm-hmm. and that's what god says and and then she came back and said that the bible you know is written by man and so men are fallible basically and i said well what about the fact that God, God breathed every word that's in the Bible to man, and and she just kept coming back with that the Bible isn't real, mm-hmm. and I and so I just was wondering if there is anything. I mean, it seems to me like she might believe some things in the Bible. It's it, and it's hard for me to understand 
mm-hmm. why someone could believe part of the Bible but not all of the Bible, mm-hmm. and and just sort of interpret it whatever feels good for her, you know. Sure. As, yeah. So, no, I, I, yeah, no, I understand what, what you're saying. She, she agreed with everything except for the most important things. And, yeah. and pe- people will often do that. In, in other words, they'll, they'll, I agree with this, and I agree with that, and I think the Bible has some good moral things here, and I think that that's an interesting story over there that we can get something from, and I think that this is fascinating. Or, you know, they see the Bible as, an, as elevated literature, but nothing more. And, and the problem with that is, is that, that either the Bible is the Word of God, uh, or the Bible is a book of lies. Because the Bible very clearly purports to be the Word of God. Uh, The Bible very clearly lays out God's plan of salvation. And so if you really read the Bible, you should either believe it and live by it, or you should be utterly offended by it. There really isn't a middle ground. And so uh, what that suggests to me is somebody who doesn't really, you know, and and I wouldn't expect uh, somebody necessarily, Kathy, in in her position to to understand, you know, or have a, a, a knowledgeable or a broad knowledge of, of what the Bible has to say. It's just a, a common misinformed understanding of the scriptures. Um, but, you, you know, really there, there's not a lot you can say because there are a lot of facts that, that we can lay out, and we'll talk about a few of those. Um, but ultimately you, you can't convince uh, someone like that because they don't want to be convinced because the reality of being convinced would mean that there has to be a change in her life. If she were to admit that Jesus Christ is the only way uh, to God and, and the only way for a person to be saved, then she would have to accept Jesus Christ, and, and that would require some significant changes in her life. And, and the Bible says that, um, that, that men don't come to the light um, because their deeds are evil and that they love the darkness. Jesus said that, and so, um, uh, and so, you know, that's the bottom line: is why people want to believe parts, but not other parts, is because they don't want to change. Well, the point I think she was trying to make too is that the Bible says that only certain people will get into heaven because mm-hmm. of that belief, and mm-hmm. she believes that a lot more people will get to heaven. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and 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 you know, the fact is, is that there are facts. And then there are things that aren't facts. And, and just because I choose to believe one set of facts doesn't make them true. For example, I, I, I can say, well, I don't believe in gravity. But if I choose to defy gravity, uh, it doesn't matter what I believe. And so we have to discover what is truth and, and, and what is real. And when you begin to study the Bible and explore it, you realize that the most reasonable expectation, ex, uh, understanding uh, is, is that the Bible is the Word of God, that its origin is not uh, man, as you pointed out, it is God-breathed, and that it is outside of time and space and, and the physical realm realm and that God uh, spoke it, 66 cohesive unified books through 40 different authors over thousands of years, uh, and that it relays God's uh, plan of salvation for fallen mankind. And so as you study the scriptures, uh, you don't come to that uh, conclusion less and less, but you come to that uh, more and more. And so uh, what is the reasonable conclusion of, of studying the scriptures? And some people come to the conclusion, well, it's just written by man, and I want 
want to believe that everybody is saved and and that you don't have to come to God through Jesus Christ, well, the facts would indicate otherwise. And just because somebody believes that doesn't make it true. But also, um, it, it becomes a very difficult situation because you, you can't really argue somebody into the kingdom. The Bible says that faith is a gift. And and if she hasn't received uh, that gift of faith, then then she's not going to believe. But the good news is, is that if she keeps coming with you uh, to hear the word of God, um, the Bible says in Romans chapter uh, 10, Paul says in verse 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so Amen. there is, there is, yeah, there is a likelihood as she comes, even though she doesn't believe now, uh, that the Holy Spirit will begin to do a work in her life. That's awesome. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah. Um. And and you don't want to try to argue someone in. And I know that. Yeah. To me, when you have faith, you're believing that the Bible. I I, I can't understand why someone would. I'm going to pick and choose. Sure. In my faith, what is truth? And yeah. It. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, does it, Kathy? Because so so you're going to pick and choose. Well, why choose this over that? You know, what is your basis, right. you, you know, for that? It, you either accept it all as the Word of God or you accept, accept none of it. It doesn't make sense to, to pick and choose uh, other than a person is trying to rationalize their, their current condition. Right. Okay. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Thank hey, you. What, Thank what's you your so friend's much. name? Let's, let's, let's pray for her. her. Her name is Lori. Okay, great. Let's uh, lift Lori up. Father, we, I thank you for Kathy. I thank you for putting her in Lori's life. I thank you for Kathy's faith. Uh, Lord, I thank you that her faith is growing, and I pray that as she continues to minister to Lori and folks like her, Lord, that her faith would grow and that you continue to, to, to reinforce in, in her heart um, that your word is truth. And uh, Lord, we just pray for Lori, though. We just pray that you give her that gift of faith, that you would open her eyes, that as she comes and that she would continue to come and hear the word of God taught. And that as that happens, Lord, that you would uh, open her eyes, that those scales uh, would fall uh, from her eyes and that her eyes would be open, Lord, that she would see the truth, that she would see uh, the Bible as more than just interesting stories and ideas, some of which she agrees with and some of which she doesn't, but Lord, that she would see it as your word and as truth, and that you would uh, cause her to surrender her life uh, to your son, Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins and salvation, and that you would save her and uh, that she would begin to truly enjoy uh, your word. Uh, Lord, we love you and we thank you in mm. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God thank bless you, you, Kathy. Yeah, appreciate uh, you calling in today and let us know uh, what happens with Lori. Okay, God bless you too. Thank you. You bet you take Bye -bye. care. Hey, folks, appreciate uh, you joining us today. Uh, you can hear the music. That means uh, our program's drawing to an end. Calvary Live will be back tomorrow. God bless you, and good night. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.